from Charter Hall and Banish, this is Sustainability Further. I'm your host, Lottie DL. You're listening to Sustainability Further, a podcast by Charter Hall. One of Australia's leading property groups, Charter Hall is focused on creating innovative spaces and going further to build a better future for all. For seven-time world champion Lane Beachley, nature is her backyard, which is why she has spent so many years fighting to protect it. Lane has not only been a Planet Arc ambassador for 17 years, but she is actively involved in educating Australians on how to live more sustainably and recycle better. In this episode, Lane offers her advice on how you can get involved in helping our planet from what you do in the office to when you're out and about. So, Lane, I start each and every episode with one question, and today it is, what does sustainability mean to you? Well, it means several things, because I I think about sustainability holistically. I don't look at it just as an environmental or material thing. I also look at it as a way of life. So, sustainability to me means approaching every aspect of your life holistically with a sustainability mindset so being conscious of your impacts on other people and you know the whole global scale and recognizing that every choice that you make has a ripple effect of consequence yeah it is a holistic approach and I think we've had people on here in the past that have spoken about it from a business perspective and about sustainability being a longevity from a business element but it's really a good way of framing it that as individuals we do have the opportunity to kind of yeah look at our impact but then also to make a better or a less impact on the planet um so as one of Australia's most successful surfers with seven world titles to your name it's safe to say mm-hmm. that nature is your playground but I'm sure in in that you've actually witnessed firsthand the impact that humans are having on our planet. Was there one particular moment that kind of made you decide to play such an active part in protecting our oceans? No, it's just been a lifelong love affair with the ocean and just seeing the destructive nature of, of humans ignorance on this really fragile ecosystem i just sometimes i just see us as being parasites and parasites kill the host and we're doing a really good job of doing of killing our host and we need to change our behaviors and i remember growing up in manly as a kid that when the southeast wind blew then all the sewerage from the sewerage works off the head off off north head there at manly used to blow into the beach and then remember when i started traveling overseas and walking down the beach at huntington beach and getting big oil spots on the bottom of my feet which made it really difficult to surf because my feet would keep slipping off my board and and seeing how the japanese or the asian cultures used to use their beaches as dumping grounds and tips in indonesia where they would just burn all their all of their trash and having the opportunity to travel internationally and see the destruction of the environment just through ignorance and lack of respect is what's inspired me to to take a more proactive role in raising awareness and educating people on the choices that they make and the impact that it has and how little changes can have profound impact. 
Exactly. And I like I read in one of your Instagram captions before this that you said, think globally and act locally. We can look at the destruction that's happening around the world. But if we don't do anything in our backyard, then we're not going to be doing any better anyways. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what that immobilizes a lot of people. They see the problem as being way too big and, and much bigger than anything that they can do. So that immobilizes them and just go, oh, well, they just resign to the fact that it is what it is and they don't believe they can make any difference. So therefore they choose not to. Yeah, and I think it also sometimes people do think that it's somebody else's problem and, well, I don't live near the beach so there's nothing that I can do to stop plastic from entering the oceans and there are so many little things that we can each do to make a big difference. And I think as well, for me, it is leading by example and you don't need to kind of be screaming it from the rooftops and you don't need to be kind of posting all of this stuff on Facebook. You can just be going to your coffee shop and using a reusable cup and you're setting an example for everybody else in that coffee line. It can be something as small as that. Exactly. As Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And if we if we start becoming preachers and then we don't actually follow the behaviours that we're attempting to preach to others, then we become hypocrites. So it all starts with our own personal actions. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. So you've been a Planet Ark ambassador for over 17 years, fronting their Cartridges for Planet Ark campaign, which to date has helped divert over 45 million cartridges from landfill. So a lot of our audience work in offices and are big fans of printing, you could say. Um, (laughs) What are some ways that our listeners can get on with their job but also take climate action? Well, there's a variety of ways. I mean, even just when it comes to getting to work, they can utilise public transport or they could walk or they could carpool or they could ride a bike, you know, just utilising different forms of transport so we're not congesting our roads with more traffic. I think the ironic thing is, you know, we sit in cars and we complain about the traffic and then we don't realise we're contributing to the problem because we are in the traffic. We have become part of that issue. (laughs) So uh, we've got to realise that we are part of the problem, but we also we are also part of the solution. Also, um, quick fashion is a bit of a challenge when it comes to environmental impact. Doing a couple of shops at Goodwill stores like Vinnie's and Lifeline and <laughs> off shop shopping because you can always find some absolute bargains and some pretty quality wear at off shop. Uh, but when it comes to the office, obviously limiting your amount of printing, taking your own water bottles and coffee cups, turning off the lights when you're not in the office, ideally if you've got some open windows so you can allow fresh air and ventilation through your workplace, limiting your utilisation of printing so you're not utilising so much paper, so having recycle stations allocating or or determining someone that's in charge of the environmental impact within your office space or have a a bit of a meeting as to how you can reduce your environmental impact, making sure that you are recycling your printed cartridges and um, just being conscious of of the the impact that your office space is having on the environment because, uh, like we've already said, sometimes we just think it's someone else's problem and someone else will deal with it and so I you know the amount of offices that I see that doesn't have paper recycling or bottle recycling doesn't don't bother with the squishy plastic recycling which can go back to a red cycle recycling centers that all coals and Woolworths 
just it's it's just like we know what we need to do, we just don't do it. And I think that's part of the the education piece that needs to come out through this. Yeah, and I think it's all about, yeah, when it comes back to those small changes and you've listed quite a few different things that you can do then there and it's not just saying, okay, great, I'm going to do all of those on Monday. It's kind of saying, okay, I'm going to do one of those this week and then I'm going to add on and add on and add on because, yeah, we need to aim for progress, not perfection. So just for our listeners who aren't aware of it, what is the environmental impact of ink cartridges going to landfill? Well, we miss out on, on utilising all of the um, the resources that live within those cartridges. So they, they take a lot of the ink um, and they've created platter boxes, so relayed roads, um, pens and um, rulers for school kids. So there's a lot of reusing, reutilising of the, the resources that live within the cartridges and then throwing them into landfill, well, that contributes to millions of um, greenhouse gas emissions. So we've reduced our CO2 levels just by recycling millions of cartridges. Wow. No, it's great. And I think it's something that you don't really think about when it comes to recycling. And in cartridges are one of those tricky little things um, that, yeah, you don't really know what to do with. So for people who are, everybody's working from home a lot more, and I'm sure that means home printers are being dusted off and used. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't have access to um, one of the Planet Arc recycling um, facilities in an office, where can you take those cartridges? That's a very good question. You're you're better off going onto the Planet Arc website to check out in your local area where you can drop them off, and that's planetarc.org. Uh, in Sydney, you know, stores like JB Hi-Fi and Officeworks, plenty of those stores have uh, cartridge recycling facilities. But, yeah, you're better off just jumping on the website, planetarc.org, and then checking out where your nearest recycle centre is located. Yeah, definitely. And I had a look on the website before this, and there just seems to be so many different options for people. There's not really any any excuse not to. And I think... Um, office works are now accepting old pens as well so you've got a bit of an you can even take those back there as well as the ink cartridges yeah yeah i know we usually run out of a, like our pen runs out and we just throw it in the bin and go well that one's gone but yeah it's great to see uh, but basically nearly everything in our office is recyclable if we just have the discipline to dedicate a certain area for it to store in until we have collected enough to put it all together and take it into the centre. Yeah, and no, I think it's amazing how many different people and organisations are really stepping up. And I think we saw a great example of this that last year with the prosthetic limbs that people were making from milk bottle tops. So that was an amazing initiative. So yeah, if it's just doing that little bit of extra research and then having somebody in your office who, as you mentioned before, is the unofficial green leader, you could say, <laughs> maybe a bit more of a f- Bunner um, title, maybe Captain Planet within the office is far better. <laughs> we'll leave that up to the individual. Yes, that's true. Maybe they're not as um, creative as me. <laughs> um, that's that's very true. That is very true. Um, so we've you are an inspirational example of the fact that individuals can make create change, um, and you've given back to the community in so many ways. As we've just heard with all of your work with Planet Arc, you've already mentioned a couple of ways that um, 
people can get involved in reducing their environmental impact today. But what advice do you have for our listeners who want to create change? This could be environmental or it could be economic or something within, yeah, within their, their social and community groups. We don't tend to act on anything that doesn't mean anything to us. So find find a cause or something that you are passionate about. And I'm, I really detest sometimes using that word because it's so overused, passion. Find a cause you're passionate about. <laughs> Everyone goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I believe is dissatisfaction is the precursor to positive change. You won't do anything differently until you are 100% dissatisfied with what you see or or a behavior that you find to be unacceptable. So we set the standards by what we allow. So for example, I have made a pact with myself to take three for the sea every time I walk out of the ocean, but I don't just limit it to three. I always pick up everything that I can see within my parameters or within my peripheral vision as I go from the ocean to the pathway and then up to the bin where I can throw it in the bin. Or if there's no bin there, I'll just take it home. As I'm walking home past that bin and then from that bin to my house, uh, there are no bins, but I still see plastic in the in the gutters or I see bottles lying on the road. So I will literally cross the road and pick something out of the gutter because I do not want to set the standard that that's acceptable. So I then pick it up because my thinking is if I don't pick up that cigarette butt or if I don't pick up that little piece of plastic or if I don't pick up that piece of trash, it's going to end up in the ocean, a fish is going to eat it, and then I'm going to end up eating that fish and I'm going to end up eating that plastic. That's how I equate it in my mind. So I consider that to be 100% unacceptable, so therefore it takes very little effort for me to pick that up because I'm dissatisfied by seeing it there. No, definitely. I think that is great. Sorry, I was just kind of processing that all and going, great, let's let's all get behind it. And I think it does come back to the knowing and the research. And for me, that's something I couldn't believe when I started looking into the impact that the environmental impact that I was having and looking into eating fish and how many microplastics are now present in the seafood that we eat in Australia. It's quite staggering. So for me, you could say that this is my passion now because it can't sit by and let nothing happen to it. That's great because, we're, yes, we're eating, what, the equivalent of a credit card amount of plastic a week. I, I still can't get over that. Every time I go to say that statistic, I go, maybe maybe I read it wrong. Maybe it was five grams per year and then, no, it's, it's right. Nope. It's just very scary and I think we look at the water that we drink and we everything in Australia and we think it is clean and we have these beautiful beaches but – as a worldwide citizen, we have a responsibility to step up and to make changes. And yeah, it comes back to that think globally, act locally. 100%. And if only everyone believes that just a little action can make a big difference, then, then maybe they would take that action. Because quite honestly, I often feel overwhelmed by the challenge and the issue. I've been in these plastic uh, islands. I've seen the enormity of it and it's heartbreaking. It's soul-destroying. It's devastating and it makes you want to take action. But then you look at it and go, where the hell do I start? I can't pick up every one of these bottles and every one of these bottle caps and I can't stop using plastic uh, in my life, but I can certainly choose differently I can choose wisely when I have the option to do so just to minimize the impact that I'm having yeah definitely so if there's one thing that everybody could do um, off the back of listening to this episode it is to do that one thing just pick something it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how big or so small it is just choose something and commit to doing it 
That's right. You got it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Lane. It has been such an inspiring episode. I just want to run down to the beach and pick up all of the plastic that I see. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome. And one other thing I want to tell your listeners or encourage your listeners to do is get your kids involved in this because kids love to help. They want to fix the problem as well and it's the problem that they're going to inherit from us. Definitely. And I think kids are also often more educated than the parents when it comes to this issue. (laughs) Okay, great. Thanks so much for that, Lane. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. This conversation is part of Charter Hall and Banish's podcast series, Sustainability Further. This series has been designed to inspire Australians to be more environmentally responsible and to take climate action. Sustainability Further is produced by Banish. Charter Hall's purpose is to create better futures by bringing aspirations to life.